0: He came here to do three things. Drink beer, talk sports, and drink some more beer. That's what I do. I drink, and I know things. Adam Crowley on ESPN Pittsburgh.
1: It's okay if you're conflicted today. I am. Andrew McCutcheon making his return to PNC Park. I didn't want to set my feet into PNC Park this season. Last year, the Pirates flipped Juan Nicasio out of town so that they could save, what, $600,000? The Pirates are the kings of being cheap, and somehow they managed to reach a new level of money grubbing. Pirates were a decent baseball club last year. They would have been even better had Polanco stayed healthy, had Marte not been suspended, and... If Jung-ho Gung decided not to take after team president Frank Coonley for the third time. Oh, yeah. There was also Garrett Cole being nicked up and Jamison Tyone getting cancer. Had they added to the roster this offseason, I think they could have truly competed this season. And I know they're 21-16 and right now. Spare me that. I don't think they've got the legs. But then came the offseason. McCutcheon was moved out of town to save money. It wasn't about getting younger and better. That was an accident. It was about saving money. Garrett Cole's move wasn't about getting younger and better. It was about saving money and not having to deal with the arbitration process. Cole's replacement wasn't dropped into their lap like McCutcheon's was. They weren't as fortunate there. Cole still hasn't been replaced. Because of the cheapness and my disdain for the way the organization was run, I didn't plan on going to PNC Park this year. And let me tell you, that's not an easy thing for me to do. I've always had a soft spot for hockey, but in the summer, as a kid, Pansy Park, that was my home. I knew the ushers by name. Tony D was my dude out in center field. He was about 105 years old. Joe would take us up the elevator to our seats in Section 307. The Pirates hosted the All-Star Game in 2006. I was 16 at the time. Some Pirates season ticket holder sold his seats on eBay so that he could get the All-Star Game tickets. So my dad, knowing that I love baseball and the Pirates, he pounced on them. I got to go to 60 games that summer for next to nothing. The team stunk. They were 30 and 60 at the time of the All-Star Game. And I sat next to a nice couple, Walter and Jan, and I wonder how they're doing now. But that was my life for a couple of years in summer. Baseball. That was it. I mean, I was 16. I wasn't hooking up with girls. I looked awful, acne-ridden, long hair. I didn't know how to talk, still don't, but didn't then. And, well, that wound up with me at night watching baseball games instead of getting a second the other way. Anyway, I loved every second of that. And even when they were bad, Jack Wilson was turning double plays. It was gorgeous. Freddie Sanchez won the batting title. Uh, I would talk to Ian Snell after every game. I'd go early on the weekends to shag fly balls during batting practice. So when I say I wasn't planning to go to games this summer, man, that hurts. That's what I did. I don't want to put money in that owner's pocket ever. I despise him. I hate the way he runs the organization. I pull no punches. I hate it. But let me rewind a little bit more. It's 2013, the second phase of my baseball fandom. The team was actually good. The Bucks won 94 games. They beat the Reds in the wild card game that year. I was sitting along the third baseline. I couldn't even hear my cousin, who was sitting in the seat next to me. I was also just hammered drunk. All those years of suffering ended that night. And they got to that spot, in large part, because of Andrew McCutcheon. He was the NL MVP. The ball did not drop in center field. He'd lashed the ball out of the ballpark over the 84 lumber sign in right. All the time. His bat speed was incredible, but only second to his foot speed when he went from first base to third. That dude was a joy to watch. When he signed his contract, that is kind of lame. I remember hearing a sports update on the radio, and I actually teared up. It's not lame because I teared up. It's lame because we know which station uses the sports update. What a baby! The Pirates actually tossed around some real money at that point. It wasn't a Tabata extension. This was real. This was actual cash. And it did wind up being a bargain. For three years, baseball was more fun than it had ever been before. And I loved it, as I said, growing up. A.J. Burnett turned his career around. Francisco Liriano, Cole, Walker, Pedro, Marlon Byrd with his jiggling man breasts. Russell Martin. Those teams were good. But none of that would have been possible if Andrew McCutcheon wasn't the player he was. But then management slammed the window on their own chances. After the Pirates won 98 games, gone was Walker, gone was Pedro, J.A. Happ was out. In were Song and John Neese. Nice. Can't forget about John Jaso. Woof. Fast forward back to the present. I don't want to go. I don't want to put money into the pocket of the dude who slammed the window shut before he needed to. I don't want to support the team. They won almost in spite of themselves in 2013, 2014, and 2015. Who carried them, though? Number 22. Neil Huntington didn't bring baseball back in this town. Coonley didn't. It sure as bleep wasn't Bob Nutting. Clint Hurdle had a hand in it, but he doesn't take the field. McCutcheon made baseball fun again in this town. He bonded the team with the fans. So, for the first time in a couple of years, I'm going, baby. Tomorrow night, and I will cheer the reason that baseball was fun for three years. Despite me not wanting to be there. A lot of media members are telling me, and you, and Pirates fans, and everyone how to feel today. Kevin Gorman of the Trib says, cheer McCutcheon, but while you're at it, cheer the team. Others say, spend your money elsewhere. Others say, cheer McCutcheon, and that's it. There are so many opinions being tossed around telling us how to feel. They're all simplistic. They're all black and white. Let me tell you... Everything that I'm feeling right now is complicated. It's the unconditional love for baseball that I had as a kid, meaning the very real disdain that I have for the man who tries to take it away, and in the middle is the one dude who ties everything all together. The guy who saved baseball in this town is back in a different uniform because the team wanted to save a buck. So I'll go, I'll have a couple of pops, and I'll cheer McCutcheon. But I don't know what else I'm going to do. I'm a glass case of emotion. It ain't black and white for me. What's my grandma think? Let's give her a call. <laughs> grandma! Hello? Grandma!
2: Are you at the game?
1: No, I'm not at the game yet.
2: Oh, now I'm waiting for Joan. I thought it was her calling that she's coming after me. We're going on the way up to uh, Morgantown to see you, Angie.
1: Do you have call waiting? Will it beep in if I'm still on the phone with you?
2: Uh, if I hear the beep, I have to pick it up right away. Okay.
1: So we can still talk for a minute or two and you'll be all right. Uh-huh. Okay. I'm sorry you have to miss the game tonight. That stinks. Why? Because you love McCutcheon.
2: Oh, you're sorry. I have Correct. to Correct g- Yes, I Yes. I bet you any money that they're there already and they're hugging each other and everything. And you know what? Uh, uh. I guess uh, Jay Hay and him are good friends. Huh? They they're
3: real
1: good buddies. Time. Yeah,
2: yeah, and they talk all the time. Jay Hay's on a sick leave now. He wasn't supposed to come back till the first of June, but I think they're they're checking him out yesterday or today. And they may he may come back in a couple of days. But you watch and see. Our pirates and catch is so tight that. When he gets up to bat, our pirates are going to stand up and clap for him.
1: Oh, I don't think there's a doubt about that. You know what I just found out today, Grandma? Because he talked to the media not too long ago. Yeah. His wife still lives here in Pittsburgh.
2: Yeah, I know. They want to make their home in Pittsburgh. She's staying in Pittsburgh.
1: And they just had a kid, too, named Steel that that still is here. And he said that last night he got to sleep in his own bed and that the baby woke him up.
2: Oh. (laughs) <laughs> How nice. Yeah, uh, they had a baby, and, yeah, they want to ref- – uh, their home's in Pittsburgh. He said he's not leaving Pittsburgh. He loves Pittsburgh.
1: That's such a cute family. I do like Kutch. I'm going to cheer for him, I think, tomorrow. What do you think?
2: You're going to cheer for him tonight, aren't you?
1: No, I'm going tomorrow.
2: Oh, you're not going the first night?
1: No, I'm too poor. I can't. I couldn't afford tickets to the big game, just the second biggest game.
2: Now who are we playing, uh, Adam?
1: The Giants.
2: Oh, that's who he goes to the Giants. Yeah. I, uh, uh Jenny asked me, "Who now? Who's catch? What team is catching on?" I says, "I don't know. I don't know the names of the team. It might be the Nationals."
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, you were close. It's just on the other side of the country.
2: Oh, okay.
1: Well, have fun in Morgantown, all right? I'm going there next weekend, but I'm probably going to be doing stuff differently than you are.
2: Yeah, uh, we're leaving about four. We're going to see her uh, uh, graduate. Johnny and uh, me and Joan and Ken, we're all going up to see her graduate.
1: So you're not going to get drunk like I will next weekend?
2: Oh, what's next weekend?
1: Uh, my buddy's bachelor party is in Morgantown on uh, Saturday next week.
2: Oh no, I don't think I will. I know you will.
1: It's okay though. I won't drive or anything.
2: Hey, have you heard from your mother? I have. Yeah. How she? When is she on her way home, or not? She's not coming home till tomorrow.
1: I don't think she's getting home till tomorrow, and then we're taking her out. She doesn't know this yet. I think we're going to take her out for uh, Mother's Day uh, brunch.
2: Well, she told me before she left. She said, "Mom, we're not coming home till Saturday." Yeah. And she said, "Sunday's Mother's Day," so she said, "We'll be in, uh, We'll be in to see you for Mother's Day." That's what she told me.
1: Well, she loves her mom.
2: Yeah, and you love your mom, so yeah. she can't be two places at one time.
1: I guess that's true. So we'll have to take her out to breakfast, and then we'll do whatever it is you want to do in the afternoon.
2: That sounds like a winner.
1: I'm just going to say, Grandma, we took you out for dinner, what, about a month ago? And now if you're asking me to do it again, that's a lot of money I'm going to have to put down.
2: Well, am I worth it?
1: You know that's right.
2: Yeah. You know, Adam, I pray every day that I have the most beautiful, wonderful, biggest, nicest family in the world. And I love each and every one of you. And I said, I am so grateful to have such a nice family and friends. And and that I lived as long as I did.
1: Well, I hope you live a few more days. How about that?
2: Well, I hope so. When God's ready to take me, he's going to take me. I love you. I love you, too, Adam. But here, here, I thought... You were rooting for a catch tonight, but you know what? You can watch it on TV, and uh, he's going to be on for the next. I mean, they'll repeat this over and over and over. You'll see.
1: Oh, it without again. a doubt. Yeah, you'll see. Yeah, it.
2: and then I'll be watching him uh, tomorrow and Sunday, you know.
1: Well, maybe I'll I call hope. you during the game tomorrow.
2: Okay. As far as I know, I'm going to be right here.
1: All right, lady, that sounds good. I love you, okay? Have fun in Morgantown.
2: I will, honey. Thank you. Thanks for calling.
1: All right, love you.
2: Love you. Bye-bye.
1: Every single year, she says it's my last Christmas. <laughs> Every year, she's sitting down at Christmas dinner, we're carving the ham, getting the turkey out of the oven, and she goes, oh, man, uh, it's so sad. It's my last one. At some point, she'll be right. Oh, no. But she says it every year. And she's healthy as an ox. She's a healthy lady. She really is. She's 90. I don't think I've ever mentioned how old she She's 90 years old. She's got some eye problems. But it's because she's 90. She's healthy other than that. She's probably chief in beers in Morgantown as we speak. Or she's about to be. Lucky her. I'll be doing it next weekend. Coming up next, John Parado. He's got some hot takes on Kutch. He doesn't have hot takes, but he does think that McCutcheon and Cole being out of the Pirates locker room has helped the Pirates this season. That's kind of hot. John Parado, next Crowley Show. When you're driving, distractions are everywhere. Whether we welcome them... Things
4: looking fine so far for the afternoon commute traffic... Or we
1: don't. Distracted driving is a factor in thousands of crashes every year in Pennsylvania. Reading emails or texting while driving can have devastating consequences. So please,
3: just drive. For more information, visit JustDrivePA.com. Just Drive. Distractions can wait. Brought to you by PennDOT. Paid for with Pennsylvania taxpayer dollars. What's going on with this bachelor party?
1: Oh my God, dude. First things first, get to Morgantown. hmm have a couple brewskis, right? Yeah. Then pop a couple pills.
5: Yeah. yeah oh, yeah. Jeez. Oh, yeah. Jeez. Yeah. I took a left turn. Yeah,
1: but that, it just helps me pee. Oh. Thought that joke. What is the sports opinion that you get the most flack for? 4129222874. Mine is Bobby Orr's moment. Wasn't that cool? That ah, wasn't that cool! He got tripped. He fell. Ah, but the goal was already scored. We're going to talk to John Parado about tonight's Andrew McCutcheon Love Fest in a moment. But first, Ben joins the program. What's up, Ben? What's
0: up, Adam? How's the kitchen?
1: Kitchen's good. Kitchen's good. How are you?
0: I'm good. I'm 10 home from work. And I'm a little bit of, I'm a little bit afraid to admit what I'm about to admit. I feel like I might get castrated or exiled.
1: You hey ready? man. Hey, look, we're all about transparency here on the show. If you've got a bad sports opinion, we want to hear it. It's not worse than Brian's.
0: <laughs> it is ninety one, game two. Mario's breakaway goal against don't, the North Stars. Don't do this. I think, I think it was goaltender interference. No, stop it! No, no, no!
1: Get out of here, Ben. Adam,
0: am I, Adam, am I a bad person?
1: You're a bad Pittsburgher and a terrible hockey fan, and we revoke your card.
0: I'm sorry. Call my dad if you need any plumbing. I won't be over, I guess. Oh, you're Ben the plumber. Call up again.
1: Now get the hell out of here. Goaltender interference. It kind of was, now that I think about (laughs) it. He just ran him. (laughs) Was the puck in before Mario pushed it in? We're going to have to pull it up. All right, I'm going to take one more call before we get to John Parado. One more call because these bad sports takes. They oh man, just hook him into my vein. That might be, that might be the worst one. Let's go to Adam real quick and Wheeling. Hello, Adam.
0: Hey, how you doing, buddy? Hey, I heard you guys talking about Rasheed Wallace. So I know you. We don't talk a whole lot about NBA, but uh, mine is uh, John Stockton is the best point guard of all time. Now, just real quick, I'll tell you why. Okay, because
1: you're racist, Adam. I know it. You're racist.
0: Ah uh, well, yeah, <laughs> but no, 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 but um. Uh, you talk about a guy who's six one. That's the same height as me, and I've been to NBA games. Those guys look like just giants next uh next to him. Number one, number two, Gary Payton, Michael Jordan. You can YouTube it with Payton uh, said that he was the most difficult player for him to guard in his career. Michael said the same thing. And Magic played with the most accomplished player of all time. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, yeah. you count MVPs and championships. He's six and six. Michael's six and five MVPs. So, I mean, you talk about a guy who's just slightly above average size human being. 19 years in the NBA, all-time assists, all-time steals. Adam, Man, he, Adam, yeah. don't,
1: don't make too good of a case here, okay? We're not going to allow that on the show. Enough of the numbers. I'm going to ask you one question, and I need you to answer it quickly, okay? Sure. Your top three NBA players, in order, Stockton, Nash, and Bird?
0: Oh, no, no. I'm
1: going for the joke there. Let's go to John Parado now. John joins us. John, how are you, buddy? Thank you so much for making the time today.
4: I'm doing it good, Adam. i it... Got a kick out of your list there for the top three players
1: in NBA history. Well, I think that uh, I think that guy's uh, I think that guy's list was pretty clear. That's all I got to say there.
4: Where was
0: Kurt Rambus, number four? <laughs> <laughs> and that I think
1: just earned John a star for the day. There's no question about that. Uh, John, always appreciate you coming on, buddy. And uh, let's start right with the McCutcheon stuff. Uh, I, I think you wrote that. Um, Maybe the locker room's a little bit better off without the pressure of McCutcheon and Cole this year.
4: Yeah, you know, I think so. And I don't think it was nothing, it was not anything personal. It's not like people didn't like McCutcheon, they didn't like Cole, but, you know, I think Andrew got a little frustrated here and he didn't say it publicly, but you could kind of see it, the look on his face at times, and just the way he uh, went after it on the field from time to time, he kind of lacked a little fire and, and Cole made it kind of clear that He was frustrated by lack of run support, lack of defensive support. And I think what happened is when you have your two best players and you don't get the sense they're completely on board at all times, that kind of bleeds through the rest of the team. And and I I think that it's kind of like, hey, we've got guys here that want to be here. And again, I, I don't think nobody hates McCutcheon, nobody hates Cole. But I think it's more of a sense of, hey, we've got 25 guys that want to be here now. They're not thinking about where am I going to be next year, or where I want to be, and I think it's made a big difference. And I, you know, I, I think it's certainly played at least some kind of factor in the, in the in the fact that the Pirates are certainly off to a better start than almost even the most optimistic fan would have ever thought possible at twenty one and sixteen.
1: Here's my take on the Corey Dickerson uh, signing, John, because I think that plays into it a little bit, too. Uh, Maybe Pirate fans aren't feeling the sting quite as much because Dickerson's been so excellent, but I don't really feel like I want to give the Pirates credit for bringing in Corey Dickerson. As far as I'm concerned, that was an accident. Uh, They didn't know he was going to be available. He is available, and to their credit, they pounced, but they didn't know that they were going to find McCutcheon's replacement when they let McCutcheon walk. Or try him, pardon me.
4: No, no, I don't think they expected Dickerson to be this good and I don't I don't think anyone did. I mean but I will say this, the guy did start in the American for the American League in last year's All Star game and I think Corey Dickerson, whether it was the Pirates or whatever team he wound up with and it just happened to be here in Pittsburgh, I think he certainly had a little fire lit under him. He was quite upset that he went from being a starter in the all star game to being designated for sure Simon. That was strictly for financial reasons, not because he couldn't play. And I think that, that bothered him. You could tell I was in spring training the day he came over to the Pirates and, you know, he was he was pretty uh he was pretty PO'd at the uh raise about the way they treated him. And I think the Pirates are the benefit, you know, they benefited from this. But I really think Whoever he was playing this year, he was going to get off to this kind of start because he's certainly motivated to prove to the, the Rays and anyone else that doesn't believe in him that he's a All-Star caliber player. Uh,
1: John Prado, owner and operator of the Prado Report, joining us here uh, on the Crowley Show. Uh, John, I don't mean to sound uh, insensitive here, but you're, I mean you've been around, uh, you've been covering baseball for a long time. Uh, as far as the Pirates organization goes, how much did McCutcheon mean? for everything that they had been through uh, and and how good he was at the time he was here? Well,
4: I think when you look back at the renaissance of this franchise, and you know, they, they got better in 11 and 12, even though the second halves weren't that great. You could see progress being made and then breaking through be beginning into the playoffs in 13 and going to the wildcard game three years in a row. I think, you know, when you look back on that that era of Pirate Baseball, Certainly the first player you're going to think of is Andrew McCutcheon. I mean, he was the MVP in 13. He was an all star all five of those seasons. And, and, you know, I mean, he just, he was, he was the leader. I mean, it was a lot of people. Obviously, you don't win 98 games, 96 games like he did a couple of years without having a lot of good players. But certainly he was the leader. He was the superstar. He was the face of the franchise. And I think, uh, you know, he'll, he'll be thought of favorably as, one of the better players in Pirates history when it's all said and done.
1: What were the moments for you that really stuck out? Uh, The one for me was the extra innings walk-off home run against the Cardinals. Uh, I mean, that made me jump out of my seat. Uh, I I couldn't believe it, the way that that game had gone, and for it to have been him to do that, uh, it really felt like the Pirates were in the midst of a pennant chase.
0: You know, it's funny. I asked him
4: that during his press conference. I asked him about the, the walk-off he hit in the 14th inning last month against the Dodgers when he had a six-hit game. And I said, was that sort of your, you know, welcome to San Francisco moment? Maybe, the, the you know, that moment where the Giants fans probably really accepted you and immediately said, the first thing I thought of was I'm rounding the bases. It's like the home run I hit in the 14th inning against the Cardinals a couple of years back. And, yeah, that's that's the one – if you had to pick the one moment, I think that would be mine too. I mean, it was such a, a crazy game. It was on national television, the, the Sunday night game. And I mean, just, just, it was an amazing game and just, uh, what a finish to, uh, you know, two of the, the two two ended up being the two best teams in the major leagues that year with the two best records. So they really like a heavyweight toe to toe fight and him coming through with the big home run and kind of doing his duck walk from third base to home <laughs> plate to, to pop it all off. That was, uh, that was something really special. I mean, there was an overall standard of excellence he said here for a five- or six-year period. That he was just about as good as any uh, player in Pirate history.
1: John, McCutcheon as a baseball player is one thing. How did you like him as a guy? You no, know, I liked him.
4: I, you know, I knew him from the time he signed in 05. He was an 18-year-old kid from Fort Meade, Florida. And you could tell the first time I talked to him, and I remember he was playing at Hickory in the Pirates' uh, low-class A farm club the next year in 06, and they played at Lake County, uh, Ohio, uh, the Cleveland Indians farm team. And I went over and I did a story on him, and it's really the first time I had a chance to talk to him one-on-one. I was very impressed. He's probably 19, maybe 20 at the most, and just how mature he was for a kid that age. I mean, he, he really had a good idea of what he needed to do to be a star player in the big leagues, and he he had a plan, and he wasn't going to deviate from it. And he just had that special aura about him. And, you know, the, the thing I like about Andrew, too, is, you know, there's never been a hint of controversy about him. There's never been – he never did anything to ever embarrass himself, his team, his family. And he's just a, a very classy guy. And, you know, I think uh, – you know, I'm glad to see he's, he's happy in San Francisco. And, you know, and I hope that I would – You'd be shocked if it was otherwise, but I'm sure he'll get a very large ovation tonight, as well he should. And uh, you know, I, it's good to see him back. And uh, you know, I hope he goes on. I hope he uh, has a successful career because I uh, I always liked him, He always treated me well. He treated me with respect, and I think he's a good man.
1: John, appreciate the time as always, buddy. uh Be well out there. Uh, we all know what you're going through, uh, and we hope that you're going to be all right. Okay, man.
4: You're getting better every day. I feel great, Adam. I appreciate I appreciate all your support.
1: Awesome to hear it, John. Be good. Thanks. There he goes, John Parado. Check it out, the Parado Report. You can subscribe, and it's great baseball information. The guy breathed the sport, a uh, great journalist, and a really good dude. Uh, as for your sports opinions that get you the most flack, I mean, Ben the Plumbers, goal interference on the Lemieux goal. Is it as bad as this one? Uh-uh. Joe says: I don't think I've been outspoken about this, but there are plenty of anthem singers better than Jeff Jimerson. Oh, say, can you
5: see by the dawn? Sounds pretty good to me. Yeah,
1: voice of an angel, as far as I'm concerned.
0: What so proudly
1: we have. Oh, wow. hmm American Idol, the judges would pass him through. It would stop him already, and just said, "You're through to Hollywood. You won. You don't have to sing anymore. Done. You know what, Jeff? You're going to Hollywood.
3: Yeah.
0: Here's your pink slip.
1: You know what I love about Jimerson? He's quick. He gets it done, yeah. and he'll allow the audience
3: to get in there too. There's no frills. He does just oh what God. you said. He's there. What he's there to do? He just said glare for half a second. Yeah. We don't need all the... "Ah, ah,
5: ah, You hear him ah, hitting these notes. I mean, it's marvelous.
1: A couple of calls earlier on in the segment. (laughs) Got a bunch of tweets. If you want to get in via the phone line, I had to tweet out the phone number. I feel like I don't give the number all that much, so I'll give it again right now. 412-922-2874. Your sports opinion that gets you the most flack. 412-922-2874.
3: 412-922-2874. I think they got it. Oh. What'd they get? The number, 412-922-2874. It's Crowley Show.
1: It's official. Weekends at Buffalo Wild Wings just got better.
5: For a limited time, get $4 select shareables all day, Saturday and Sunday. Choose from mozzarella sticks, chili queso dip, roasted garlic mushroom, street tacos, or fried pickles. Watch all the games with people that are here for the right reason. With dozens of beers on tap and 21 different flavors of sauces and seasonings. Buffalo Wild Wings. Wings, beer, sports. See participating location for details. Restrictions apply. Again with the gas.
3: It's every single day. Oh, my. (laughs) You can't do this stuff on Uh. air, Seriously, I mean, it's like you hold it all in while we're on the air, and then as soon as we're off the air, you just let it all out like this. Ugh.
1: What are the sports opinions that give you... The biggest problem when you're out in public and you say, I believe this! Mine's that Bobby Orr's goal sucked. Ah, okay, it didn't suck. It's overrated. Brian thinks Rasheed Wallace is the top five NBA player of all time. And, And Tom hated Michael Jordan's little switching of the hand move where his tongue's sticking out. Yeah, everyone does that these days. And if they don't, they're all athletic
3: enough and big enough to just jam it right on home. Along the lines of Michael Jordan, do you think the sick game is overrated? Not for play, but playing up the fact that he was sick. Is that overrated? Because he looked pretty damn healthy to me. But he was throwing up all night, Brian. I I didn't see that part of it. I got one.
1: That's on the same vein. Yeah. Because to me, Michael Jordan's sick game, if he's as sick as they said, then it's a hell of a game. But obviously he got a little bit better, else he wouldn't have been able to do what he did. Kurt Schilling's bloody sock, though, Come on. Ooh. I mean, come on. Oh, my foot's bleeding. So?
3: Shoot that thing up and pitch. And that's what he did. How about Doc's no-hitter on LSD? Now, that's the greatest sports moment of all time. I don't know if he took LSD, though. Oh, shoot. Oh, shoot! I can't tell if he's tripping.
1: That's an easy thing to say after the fact, isn't it, too? Yeah, yeah.
3: You know what I did yesterday's show? That was baked out of my mind. Yeah. You know what? I was high on LSD, mescaline, and mushrooms yesterday during the show.
1: Brian. Yeah. What the hell is mescaline?
3: Never mind. It's just, it gets you in the same place that the other two in that in that uh, sentence do. <laughs> Shrooms, LSD, and mescaline. Mescaline. Oh, it's so the, the hospital. It's the active ingredient in, in peyote. What the hell is peyote? <laughs> is yeah. that your next question? What's the cartoon character have anything to do with this? That's the button on the cactus that makes Jim Morrison high in the movie. Who? What's the sports opinion that you get the most flack for having? 412
1: 2874 As for tonight, it's Andrew McCutcheon, baby! He's back in town! And I know exactly how I feel, and it's that I don't know how I feel. A lot of people are telling me how I'm supposed to feel Cheer McCutcheon, boo the Pirates. Cheer McCutcheon, cheer the Pirates. Cheer McCutcheon, then leave. Stay for the game, but don't be happy about McCutcheon because he's no longer a Pirate. And I'm being told all these things. Kevin Gorman wrote, you got to cheer both. If you're going to appreciate McCutcheon, appreciate the team that's 21-16 and right now. But I'm not going to tell you to do a damn thing because I know how this makes me feel and it makes me feel like I'm torn up inside. I'm getting ripped apart. I want to love McCutcheon. I want to love the Pirates, but I hate the owner. And I'm going to go tomorrow and tip my cap to the great one. That's McCutcheon. And then I don't know what I'm going to do after that. Probably have a couple of beers. But he so perfectly ties together the reason why I love the Pirates and the reason why I hate the Pirates. He's everything, up in one nice, neat little package, and that makes me want to explode on the inside. Makes me want to implode on the outside. It makes me want to scream. I'm going to go tomorrow. I'm going to cheer him because he represents everything that my childhood was. Baseball, 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 and baseball. And every damn summer night, I was at that ballpark. Every single one of them. I went to like 60 games a year. My dad would drop me and my buddy Nick off, and we'd eat a sandwich Peanut butter and jelly, and we watch a game. Sometimes he'd slip me a 20, get myself a foot long, get some peanuts. I got one now.
5: Cracker Jack's overrated. No? I never really eat Cracker Jacks. Because they're overrated. I mean, I guess. That's a good point. So they're not part of your baseball experience? Never.
3: I think a hot dog is an absolute Mm -hmm. must at a baseball game. Cracker Jacks, that's more old time. I think because they didn't have real cool snacks back then. That was like the only thing in that (laughs) little cardboard box. And let's be honest, really, as a kid, it's the toy that brings you in, not the crusty popcorn that's like half stale.
1: And now you've got crusty popcorn
3: that's half stale on top of a toy that's not an iPad. So kids don't yeah. give a rip. Yeah, like, who wants a fake tattoo now? Yeah, hey, let me lick this thing and put it on. Hey, look, yeah. I got a tattoo that says, hey, have a nice day. At a baseball game now, if you're of age,
1: you need a beer and you need a hot dog.
3: And it's a great night. You do. And the hot dogs are getting out of control these days, too, which makes it even better. You got to try them at every ballpark mm-hmm. you're at. They got their own little, you know, unique spin on it. They do. And it, it's awesome. I mean, that's what baseball is. Like you said, beer, hot dogs, son. And that was my childhood. Beer's hot dog, sun, and the
1: Pirates stinking. And then McCutcheon comes around, and it's beer, hot dog, the sun, and the Pirates being good. And that window still could have been open had they kept McCutcheon, and they still could have brought in a guy like Dickerson. They have the money. They're getting money through the TV contract. Everyone is. So seeing McCutcheon tonight is my childhood. It's baseball, it's great, and it's awful at the same time. That's everything I love about the game and everything I hate. Because I love the game, I love the ballpark, I love the food, I love the drinks, I love the game itself, I love the batter versus the pitcher and the strategy, I love National League Baseball, I love everything, I love all of that. I love everything about that aspect of the baseball game. But I have the difficult time of parsing that in my brain from the owner. Unfortunately, when I drink that beer, it's great. I'll have fun in the moment, but I'll feel guilty at the same time. And McCutcheon is a reminder of both. That's what's so hard. It's a juxtaposition in my brain. McCutcheon's everything that I want baseball to be and everything it was and also everything it is, which is him not being here because the ownership's
5: cheap. What's that number, Tom? I don't know. Why don't you tell me? 412-922-2874. That's 412-922-2874.
3: You know, I'm. I'm not saying this is a reason to not go to the game because I think you should go to the game. Uh, absolutely, Kutch is in town. You should see the game if you want to. But it kind of bugs me that Nutting is kind of making money off him still. The fact they that they haven't sold out a game yet. You know that, and they probably that, will and tonight. It bugs me, and I, I'm telling you, like I again, I'm not saying don't go to the game because he's going to make it. You got to see Kutch. You got to show your appreciation. And That's completely different. But on some level, it does kind of bug me that. That's the case.
1: Well, and that's why I'm torn, because I've long held the belief, for the last two years, don't go to Pirates games, because you're giving a crook money. I've said it a bunch. I mean, we had the Pirates mutiny, Arg, don't go to the games. I'm wearing an Indian's cap right now, because I don't consider myself a true Pirates fan anymore. Maybe I'm a truer Pirates fan than people who continue to put money in Nutting's wallet. But this situation, so it makes me hate myself. It makes me hate the game that I used to love and, and do love to on a lot of levels, it just it makes my head want to explode because I don't want to go, but I want to go. And everyone else is telling you exactly how they feel and how you're supposed to feel. I can't tell you how to feel or how you're supposed to feel because I don't know what the hell's going on inside of me. The only thing I know with certainty is that I don't know what's going on. That's it. I want to go pay respects to McCutcheon. Right. I also don't want to pay money to that dirtbag, and you can't do one without doing the other. That's what's poopy about the situation
3: yeah but by all means kutch deserves all the respect in the world he's signing an
1: autographs right now
3: and if you pay nine hundred dollars into nutting's pocket directly and you hand nutting nine hundred dollars to go see kutch i'm all right with that just because it is kutch but again uh, on some level i'm just like guys ah, you know it's really
1: it's it's for me, and it sounds like for you, it's a complicated thing to wrap your head
3: around. It, it should be, and that's the thing. There is no. It's no one side or the other. It's no black-white. It, there is a lot of gray in this subject, and there has to be because on one level, you've got nutting. On the other level, you have a guy you love. There cannot be a, a just a steadfast opinion on this. If you have one, you're making it up. If you're like either-or, you're making that up because that's not human. You've got to be in the gray area somewhere on this.
5: Yadier Molina overrated, right? I mean, that's one of the most overrated players. I mean, that's that's the sports opinion that we have. Benji Molina's speed was never overrated. <laughs> <laughs> he is the slowest player in major league history, right, yeah. Benji? Yeah.
1: Yadier Molina—that's a good one. I, 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 that Tom said that during a break before that he thinks Yadier Molina is overrated and gets so much praise heaped at his feet.
5: Yes. Yeah, that's. Spot on. I mean, the Cardinals fans think that he invented the position of catching. Uh, No one else catches the way that Yadier does. No one can handle a pitching staff the way that Yadier does. Yeah. Counterpoint. Go ahead.
1: What's the woman's name who is the Capitals fan who is the
5: porn star? Mia Khalifa. She invented catching. So, yeah, anyway, Yachty Amaralina, he's just way overrated. Uh, he really doesn't bring much to the plate offensively, especially in the past couple years. I, I don't get it. I don't get the infatuation with him. I'm, it, w- I'm more of a Buster Posey fan. He's got a career OPS of 715. Oh, it's terrible. Ew. And he's like a surefire uh, I'm first out Hall of Fame. I'm
1: sorry. I'm sorry. That's not right. Oh, no. That's not right. That was this year. Learn how to look at statistics, Crowley. Yeah, good job. What's the career one? Well, now I have to do math. Talk for a second while I do math. It's 7... What's 332 plus 444? 332 plus
3: 444? That's 776. 776. Six, yeah. So it's still terrible. It's
5: not great. Not first ballot Hall of Fame worthy. How many hits he's he got? I bet he has about 1,800 around that area. No one shows hits anymore.
3: He's got no sack right now, I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah, you see he got that foul tip off his Johnson? Yeah, yeah. I guess that's what you were referring to. That's exactly what. Surgery and out for a month.
5: He's got 1,700 hits!
3: So I, I highballed him. Yeah, I gave him too much here, credit there. Yeah, but pitch framing.
5: Oh, my, he handles the staff. What can I say? Oh. You know who handled the staff before he did? and <laughs> Khalifa. Crowley show. Right now at Kohl's,
4: gifts for mom, Kohl's cash for you. Give a fine fragrance starting at $56 or $54.99 Nike sneakers and get $10 Kohl's cash. Give her a Roomba for $349.99 and you'll get $70 Kohl's cash. Plus, shop other great gifts and take an extra 15% off or an extra 20% off when you spend $100 or more. Kohl's. Select styles. Offer valid in 10 through 13 with promo code MOMSDAY. Some exclusions
2: apply. See store for details.
1: Yeah, we got uh, Vince Common. Do you remember his number? He's going to join me next. No, I don't remember. Did we him. talk about that in the show meeting? Yeah,
5: Vince is going to join. We're going to talk some hockey.
3: We did talk about that. What's the hell wrong with you? What, um, what's wrong with you? Huh?
5: Well, once we get to the 6 o'clock spot in the show meetings, I just kind of zone out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good producer. Yeah. See,